Hello everybody and welcome to episode 12 of the Shiny Bees podcast, out and about at Yarn Den. Today is Sunday the 29th of September and we're mostly going to be talking about Yarndale. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 12 of the podcast. It's lovely as always to be back with you talking again. A warm welcome to all new and returning listeners. It's nice that you're back here with me and for any new listeners just be aware that this is not the normal format of this podcast. It is a break from the norm, from the traditional format and there won't be a pattern pick disappointingly enough today either and because this one is going to be focusing pretty much solely on uh, my recent trip to Yarndale. So how are you all? I hope you're all well. Things have been continuing at pace here in lovely rural Lincolnshire until my uh, recent escape. We've escaped! We've escaped! On uh, the train up to Yorkshire at the weekend uh, to go to Yarndale, which is a new yarn festival. It's held in Skipton in North Yorkshire. And according to the Yarndale website, and I will read it from there, it is, this is the description for those of you who are not aware of, of what Yarndale is. It says, Held at Skipton Auction Mart, Yarndale is an exciting new venture which aims to celebrate the beauty and diversity of wool, cotton, linen and silk fibres in all their forms. The event will bring together an inspiring mix of retailers, manufacturers, craft workers and artisans from all over the country who are passionate about beautiful yarns, threads and textile treasures. And for those of you who are not familiar with Skipton itself, the historic market town of Skipton is famed for its 900-year-old medieval castle and ancient cobbled streets, and the town has a strong textile heritage. It was once surrounded by mills spinning the world's finest yarns and threads, and the very name Skipton is derived from the old English word skip, meaning sheep. Sheep farming is still of great importance to the region and has a huge impact on the life and landscape of this area of outstanding natural beauty. There are a great number of yarn-based businesses as well as many talented artists and craft, works, craft workers in the area. The description for that carries on for a bit more afterwards, but there will be a link in the show notes if you want to read a bit more about it and have a bit of a mooch around on their website. So I got up very early on Saturday morning, well so very early, just a little bit earlier than normal and uh, I'd, I'd booked train tickets, very excited, getting on the train, plenty of knitting time um, to go up to Yarndale, so it was a, a th- about a three hour drive and it was about a three hour drive and train journey, so I figured I will get the train and I'll just drive to the East Coast Main Line and get on the train at Newark and it was quite, quite cheap tickets that I got, so I was very pleased with myself and got there and got on the train, got all settled down. Luckily there was no one sat next to me because that's always a bit of a disappointment. I normally get my knitting out and sit there with knitting so that if there is a spare seat next to me people don't want to take it because I'm obviously a little bit weird because I'm knitting in public unashamedly and I'm kind of under 60. But that works for me because it's more elbow room. And off we went. And it was all going really well until we got to Wakefield. And we stopped in the station and we stopped for a bit more, we stopped for a bit more and then all of a sudden the guard came on and said, 
really sorry, somebody's crashed their vehicle into a bridge ahead of us on the line and we can't carry on until the bridge has been inspected. So there's every bridge has got these, these signs up saying if you crash into the bridge you must ring up this number and come and get them to look at the bridge just in case. I mean it could collapse, couldn't it? Um, I'm not sure how bad the accident was or whether, you know, who, who it was that crashed into the bridge or anything, but we were stuck there for quite some time. And after about 40 minutes, they eventually cancelled the service. Uh, and I'm just kind of stuck there in Yorkshire. I'm Lancastrian. So this, this makes me a little bit uneasy in the first place. But at least Skipton is, is almost in Lancashire, so that's not too bad. And found a, a kindly looking gentleman with a well-groomed moustache. who looked like he knew what was going on. And, and said, you know, how are you from around here? Uh, is there another way to get to Leeds? How far is it? Etc. I'd already missed my connecting trains so this was disappointing and uh, he said no you must get on the bus outside the train station and go to another train station and then get on the train from there it takes a bit longer but you can get there it's a different line so that was my plan and then they cancelled the train anyway so I thought there's no point waiting for the next train because they're probably going to cancel that I mean how many bridge engineers work on a Saturday really in Wakefield so no offense if you are a bridge engineer and you were at work of course but I didn't fancy my chance to get in there before lunchtime if I didn't get on with it, so that's what we did. And there were a surprising lack of people knitting on the train or even wearing token knitwear so that you could tell that's where they're going. Um, but I somehow managed to bump into on the bus, at the front of the bus, the, the, there was three other ladies who were all chatting away about uh, knitting and stuff and where they come from and um, I had some token knitwear on so they said, oh, are you going to Yarndale? Yeah, 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 so we're chatting away. And it turned out that one of them actually goes to a knitting group in Sleaford, which I was going to go to last month and miss, but I'm going to this month, so I would have already known her had I gone, which was a bit weird. Quite a small world of all the people on that train that I ended up stood on, on the bus next to was her. And she's lovely, she's a nice lady. Um, so we had a good natter all the way to Leeds, and then we all got on the train together to Skipton, and we're all talking. Um, we, we went into this carriage, and there was... Um, a tall skinny gentleman with a suit on, um, very fashionable kind of pop idol hair, lovely bloke, very nice, on his way to salt hair and he sat there and uh, these chatting ladies come up and two of them sit down then two more of them sit down and his little eyes just got wider and wider and wider and then we started talking about knitting and he was just like, oh my word, get me out of here. Um, in a very polite way, he was like I say, he was a lovely bloke and... Um, this was like a red rag trouble for me, so I just started like bantering him and winding him up and asking him, did he want us to teach him to knit and all this kind of stuff? And he just sat there with his copy of The Guardian going, oh, Salter, come on. If only I was on a Japanese bullet train, I'd already be there and I would be safe. Um, well, yeah, that was that was quite amusing, quite good sport for us anyway. And uh, we got there and got in. Uh, when we got there, it was incredibly busy. Um, I'd Speaking to people afterwards who'd been chatting to other people and things, uh, the organisers I think were only expecting about 10,000 people over the whole weekend and 12,000 people turned up just on the Saturday. So you can imagine, you think you're getting so many people, you make this event, you think yeah there's loads of rooms, loads of toilets, everything's fine, we've got enough catering and then twice as many people turn up more than twice as many people turn up than what you were expecting so it was extremely busy the 
Expo itself was held in the auction mart, so it, smell, it did smell a little bit like livestock. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but we're used to that round here, cause, because we live in Lincolnshire, so everything smells a little bit like livestock. And um, the entrance hall had all been decorated in bunting, crocheted bunting. It was really pretty, with some um, exhibitions of knitted food, a knitted picnic, and some knitted Andalusian food. Um, sent by somebody in Andalusia. Uh, didn't get a much chance to look at it because it was just so busy when we went in there. You couldn't see what was actually there. So I had a quick brief look on the way out after surmising for, for quite some time with, with Nick from Yarns from the Plain podcast about how you would knit every grain of rice in a paella. Um, it, it just got crazy from that day on, from that point on in really, um, as you'll hear a bit later. But... Um, I've got to mention as we walked through the park from the train station, there was a beautiful kind of municipal park type thing, and it had all been yarn bombed. So we got to the canal, and there was all these little duckies on the canal, and there were these little knit. Were they knitted? I think they were knitted or crocheted. I'm sorry, I should really have paid more attention. I did at the time, but I can't now remember. Little crocheted duckies on some little um, blue yarn water. The, the canal wasn't blue. The canal was not blue. But the, the knitted canal was blue, um, and it was over the handrail of the bridge. So, and this kind of carried on through the whole thing. It was really cute. So you could find your way to the place, and it was um, an agricultural market, in effect, auction market. So all of the stalls were in sheep pens, which again was, it made it quite um, an intimate atmosphere because everyone was quite close together. So it was it felt quite bustling, quite markety. But because of the time I got there, I think I got there about lunchtime in the end, it was extremely busy and quite bustly. And you didn't feel like you could stop and look at things or stop and speak to people because people are trying to get past. There's a lot of jostling going on. Um, so that was just, it just made it a bit of a hectic feel really. It wasn't a big kind of good or bad point. It was just, I found a lot of the stalls, I, I was like, I must go here first, must go there, must go there. I couldn't get into the stalls because they were so busy and you want a bit of space and you don't, you know, because we're all British so we stand there and we don't want to touch a yarn that someone else might be looking at because it's like a bit rude. Um, oh, that's me anyway. You might be elbowing people out of the way, uh, but I don't. I'm kind of like, oh, are you looking at that? It's okay, I'll just like touch it and look at it myself. So I had a bit of a wander down one or two of the aisles and then... Um, there was a big seating area and it was like stadium style seating. It was where the actual auction thing takes place after they've done the walking around to view the livestock part. And I spotted Nick with her cardigan on and thought, I wonder if that's her. And I was like, I don't know if it's her or not. But that, that does look like a cardigan. And she said white t-shirt, short hair. And that lady's wearing that ensemble. But there are so many people here. It could be someone else with that very same outfit on. And I, I'm a bit scared of going saying hello to her because she's like a proper famous podcaster. And oh, well, you know what? I can't get down the aisles anywhere, so I'm going to go and see if it's her. And if it's not her, I'm sure whoever it is is lovely. I'll have a chat to them whether or not. Anyway, it turned out it was her. So we had a bit of a chat. And then we went shopping again in her case and, and just kind of re-established in mine. Um, I'd already done a bit of shopping at that point, but then kind of given up because I couldn't get through. So we did that. And... Yeah, there's a lot of chattering about certain different um, vendors and things because I got together with, I'm sorry, I'm assuming I've already told you this and I've not. Uh, we collared um, Amy from Knitspin Cake 
and there was Nick and I and I was like, oh, I've brought my laptop, I've brought my microphone, let's do some recording. So I've probably nicked all their material for the next episodes, but, you know, I ambushed them and they were very gracious. So thank you very much, ladies, because I, did, I didn't ask permission beforehand. I was just like, let's go record some stuff. And they were like, yeah, all right then, because uh, that's just what podcasters are like, I suppose. And we've been having a right old giggle um, going through, going around some of the stalls, so... Uh, we were having a, such a good time, I decided we needed to capture it. So we did. I met Amy's mum, who's lovely, very northern, uh, with a lovely accent. She was she was enjoying herself immensely, I think. And also met some lovely listeners as well. There was, uh, as I was talking to Amy's mum, uh, oh, it's gone, DQ Knits from Twitter and on, um, on Ravelry. And... It's, her name's gone. I'm sure it's Jen. I'm sorry if I've forgotten your name. Sorry, my mind's gone blank there. I'm sure it is Jen. Um, yeah, Jennifer. It is. It's Jennifer. Um, I saw this lady coming past with the yellow shawl on and, and this necklace that she described. And I was halfway through a conversation and I had stuff in my hands. I just grabbed her by the hand and she just looked at me and said, who are you? Grabbing my hand, you crazy lady. And I was like, hi, you're right. It's lovely to meet you. And she was just going, okay get the crazy away from me and I was like it's Joe from the shiny bees podcast and then obviously I'm stood there with two others and she was just like this is cool so I saw her and um unfortunately I didn't get to meet up with some of the other people we planned to meet up with because there was no signal in the place so not only was there nothing left in my battery by the time it got to going home time um but unfortunately I didn't get to meet up with some of the other people so I'm very sorry um to those of you that I didn't get up to meet up with because I couldn't it was really hard to spot people um, you're walking around because there were so many people there as well so but I hope you all had a good time uh, if you did the what else did I have down uh, oh yes um, the next part I'm going to put in is uh, our little chatter session we were talking myself Nick and Amy about stuff that we bought and just a few thoughts about Yarndale the festival itself um, our first impressions really so um, I've not edited that, I'm not going to edit any of this, it's just going to all be a bit rough and ready. So as I said, if this is your first time listening, this is not the normal format of the podcast, but I hope you will enjoy it. And then after this part, I'll just throw in a few thoughts at the end of, of people that I noticed that I haven't really seen around in terms of uh, vendors. Uh, that might be worth a, a further look. And disappointingly one in particular that I wanted to buy something from and I just bought a bottle of water because I was so thirsty and it was the first time there hadn't been a queue at the refreshment stand uh, like a mile long queue and I didn't have enough then to buy a skin of yarn and they didn't have a card machine so that was disappointing but yeah you do kind of need water to live as well so <laughs> I'll be going on Etsy I think to rectify that issue but I'll tell you about that a bit later on so without further ado here is our um, our recorded segment from the day on at Yarndale. There are some bits where the levels got up and down because we were outside and it got a bit windy because we were in the hills. So I do apologise for that if the levels go up and down, but there's just no way I can get rid of them. So uh, here we go. So I'm joined here today with... The lovely, because it's always the lovely, isn't it, for podcasts? No, it's the absolutely hideously horrible spendthrift Nick. <laughs> I am lovely, really, honest. <laughs> From Yarns to the Plane, and... <laughs> it's a very grand introduction. 
Yeah. Amy from Nitskin Cake. <laughs> and, uh, I was probably a bit too Newcastle for you. No, it's all right. I was told the other day that I was a true Geordie, which is completely incorrect, but there we go. I say, I'm married to a Geordie, you're really not. No, I'm from, I'm from Durham. <laughs> I just looked at it and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I managed to corral them after some... Um, reconnaissance at Yarndale and they've agreed very kindly to come and have a chat to us all about all the stuff that Nick bought (laughs) (laughs) yes the crazy one who ended up talking to small skeins of yarn in a bowl and pretending that they had a life of their own but you liberated well I did I liberated the two that weren't purple and I love purple but I just felt that maybe they were drowning in purple so so that was in a skein addict who I've never even heard of before how a atrocious is that stash addict mm. stash but addict. it wasn't Mrs. See? stash addict with the beautiful hair I liked her hair she, she used it nipped yeah. to the toilet yeah she went to the toilet so it was Mr. stash addict who was equally well groomed but I think a little bit frightened <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but that may have been the realisation that he was with three slightly mad people yeah confined in a pen as well yeah no way out he was in the back of the pen there were three of us <laughs> several shopping bags <laughs> yes and laughing about the fact that we were talking to people who actually responded which yeah. uh, had us all in stitches and the poor man obviously didn't understand because he obviously spends most of his time talking to real people that respond as opposed to sitting in a room with a microphone and talking to people that may not be listening <coughs> or are listening several weeks later yeah, yeah in my case, case. <laughs> or oh, several several years later even <laughs> yep well we are outside and we kind of seem to be in the business end of things you know like the back of a restaurant or, or, or pig pen type place so if you hear a few random rattles or bins or bins or, or livestock and that's that's why <laughs> but we're on location so it's all yep. good and it's not raining so that's really good yeah that's very true absolutely so, so right who's, who's going to start then start us off maybe you must start us off Nick and then we'll go round and we'll come back to you oh right then maybe AM versus PM purchases oh uh, right <laughs> oh, so what ah right okay so let's have it yeah let's have this oh, the stuff you... that I bought before I met Joe, <laughs> and then the stuff I bought after Joe enabled me <laughs> should we say it that way yeah that sounds good <laughs> right okay uh, where should we start right let's um, she says looking in I've got I'm sat here with one two three four four bags in front of me but some of those bags have got other bags inside them so that's really bad right okay i started off going to Anne kingston who i adore me too and she's lovely i went over this morning and gave her a big hug she's lovely yeah she is she's just wonderful and you've lost and what you bought no i haven't lost what i bought it's just that i'm trying to find it um it's Ooh. not quite the same thing at all so what i did was i bought a copy of um stranded knits which is her newest book which has got all of the skills that you would possibly need to learn to knit stranded items, um, which I'm okay at actually, but it's never such a bad idea to have it in pictures to remind you how to look Mm. for things, like how to crochet reinforcements. and. She's really good at workshops. I did a sticking workshop, it was really good. And, And sort of all, you know, different ways to wrap stitches. And she's just started some yarn lines, and they've all got Yorkshire... Um, dialect names so I've got um, a skein of Nesh which is an Aran British blue flay, blue based Leicester in red so I want to make a hat out of that and two skeins of Fettle which is um, a two ply 100% British lamb's wool and each of those has got 820 metres in it so that's probably going to be um, it might be a featherweight cardigan mm. or a whisper or another adrift because I'm a bit addicted to adrift so that's those um, and I had a lovely catch up with Anne 
and then I went to Laxton's which is a Yorkshire mill and bought some of their undyed yarn um, some four ply for socks um, superwash blueface Leicester and some blueface and Massam marble roving which um, I would say looking at the meterage is probably a DK weight so just to play around with dyeing some of those and then I had an accident at Hilltop Cloud and bought some more fibre um, and a nice apron from Quince Pie with little owls on it uh, waterproof apron because I want a new apron for dyeing mm. not to dye in my kitchen dye in stuff yeah to dye with a way home, please bury me in it yes, yes. <laughs> there's nothing more morbid note yeah please bury me in it then I went to um then I went to this fabulous bag designer called Daisy Bunboo Designs who um is obviously the, the lovely Amy's mum and picked up my TARDIS bag that she'd made for me. It's a cute project bag with TARDISes on it. It's fabulous. I'm very excited. And then I went to the Natural Dye Studio and bought a kit to make um, one of their scarves with the rainbow. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it's the iris one, so it's lots of little hexagons, but you knit them in um, colours so that it looks like a rainbow. So it's rather gorgeous. And then I sat down for a bit and had some lunch because I was very tired. And then I started all over again. But I think it might be somebody else's turn for a bit. Because <laughs> I'm a bit embarrassed by how much I've bought. <laughs> yeah, but it's just good that I could live vicariously through your yarn purchases. It's true. I think a lot of people live vicariously through my yarn purchases. The only thing I have to console themselves with is that I don't go out, I don't smoke, I don't drink, and um, I don't have any children. So that's my excuse of why I spend all my expendable budget on furry stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a brilliant excuse because the, the small children you spend all your money on them and then they drive you to drink <laughs> and so you spend all the rest of your money on that what must I go now? yeah is you that, can is go that fine? Yeah. Okay. That's, I, I've been really good well I've not been really good at all because I've forgotten about that other one that fell into my bag um, <laughs> oh I the like one that you'd already oh, bought before I like it. oh that is nice <laughs> no um, oh yeah, I was meant to be researching things. I wasn't meant to be buying anything apart from needles, and that mm. that happened. But I also ended up buying something else. I got some chai goo needles from Pearlescence, mm. six pounds, double pointed needles, two point two five millimeters. They sold out of two point five. But the guy there was really lovely and said if I email him, he won't charge me postage on two point five. He's really nice. Lovely. He though. opened up the little um, studio, especially for me to go there to pick up my sunflower swift. Yeah. Oh. He's a very nice man, and he gave me a discount. Oh, Aww. nice bloke. Yeah. yeah I've, nice. I've shopped with them before. I've got my blocking wires from them and stuff. Yeah. They're really good. I really like them. And then, um, because I couldn't have the ones I wanted, I ended up going for some higher highs, which seemed to be a little crazy. Um, Ooh, don't know what that is. Is it called safety pin? I was going to say, it looks like a safety pin. Yeah, in the back, I'm not really sure. Is that meant to be like a trial knit marker or something? Maybe it's a marker, maybe it's, yeah. Sometimes uh, they do give away marker. free ones and the stuff. Didn't even notice that. Bargain, six pounds, 2.5 millimeter ones. Never tried them, have you tried them? No. No. No, because I don't really like knitting with metal needles. I prefer. I've heard um, good things. Yeah, people do rave about them, but we'll see. Because um, we had a discussion about the Knit Pro DPNs, and I do have some wooden ones. Mm. Um, but I don't like how the points are not all the same size. That's They're not. 
They're mm. not very pointy. They're not. No. Well, some of, some of the ones are, and some of them are not so pointy. That's the annoying thing. I mean, either one or the other, I think. Mm. So, yeah. Then I fell into Five Moons. I've never knitted with their stuff before. And it doesn't look quite as impressive inside. Well, outside, but it did inside. We're sat in the no, shade, No, it though. is lovely. We are in the shade. When, um, the, when the light comes mm. on it, it does shimmer. Yeah. It's a colour that I don't even like, but I like this. <laughs> the colourway is called Fool's Gold, and it's kind of like ochre, mm. maybe? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, but it does go with. Joe's wearing a, a sort of a, a bluey violet cardigan, and it actually yeah. goes with that really, really that well. It does work. Yeah, I thought I didn't knit it. Marks and Spencer's did. Um, <laughs> so it's crying out for a knitted accessory. It, is, it yeah. does need. It will. It, it will pop. The colours yeah. will pop definitely. Colour blocking. Yes, it's beautiful. Very trendy. And um, yeah, Diana four ply, fifty percent superwash merino, fifty percent silk. And the colourway name obviously just makes you think Storm Roses. Yeah. It's worth buying just for that. And then the final thing I bought was from Malvair, who's northern, northwestern, so we like them. And it's a, uh, what are these called? Is it ombre yarn or art yarn? Gradient. Gradient. Gradient, yeah. Gradient, Gradient yarn. And it goes from kind of like steely blue through to kind of bright blue. Gradient yarn. And that is sparkly again. I was going to say, mm. what she hasn't told you yet, listeners, is it has got a lot of sparkle in it. Yeah, sorry, it is a razzle-dazzle, it's called. Uh, 75% merino, 20% nylon, 5% silver stellina. So, yeah, 100 grams, 400 metres. And ready-caked. Ready-caked, which is a big fashion in South Africa. We get things ready-caked a lot there, It's so. a big bonus. It's a, yeah, it's just going to cast it on quicker, doesn't it? You yeah. Just think about it, there isn't that True. off-putting. Yeah, winding. if you've got the right size needles, you can do that in the train on the way home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 enabler, enabler. Yeah, well, at least you've got your own back now. <laughs> I think I got my own back when I persuaded you to buy that. I, yeah, I did. did. I was revenge. behind you going, it's really glittery. It's really nice. Oh, nice. It's really glittery. Buy it. Look at this sparkle. I managed to step away from several things at Sparkle Dock as yeah. well as the skin of cashmere. There was a lot of really nice stuff at Sparkle Dock actually. There was, yeah. It really mm. was, that was a problem, I think. There was so much nice stuff I couldn't really choose. Yeah. yeah. You get overwhelmed. Massively, massively. What did you buy today? I've not bought much because I've been tethered to my mother's stand and she let me off every now and again to, to have a bit of a run around. I bought two books by Susan Crawford. Uh, vintage gifts to knit and coronation knits which were on offer so they were two for ten pound I, I have to say I very mm. nearly bought them if, mm. uh, but I couldn't see that she had a card machine and I was down uh. to my last tenner and then I obviously I needed to keep that because I needed to rescue some small mini skeins that is true they, so. they did need to be rescued but that was a bit of a bargain and I do quite like Susan Crawford and the other book again I also bought Stranded Knits it was the first thing I bought at about ten o'clock this morning I ran to Anne yeah the first <laughs> thing I bought um, I realised as well that I had another um, pre-lunch purchase, which was because obviously I forgot we're going back to you again. <laughs> yeah, because obviously I haven't bought enough yet. Because um, the the law is obviously that if I go to a yarn show where John from Easy Knits is there, I have to buy something. Yeah. Because I am secretly in love with John from Easy Knits, and um, actually it's not a secret at all. Um, <laughs> I just think I just love his colour. I just absolutely love it. Anyway, he's got. Um, when I saw him last at Fiber East, I was so late on the Sunday that he only had one skein of each colour left in the big boy, um, which he does in two um, skein sizes, one 
100 grams and one 150 grams and he only had one each of the colors left in the 150 grams but today I arrived early enough that there was quite a lot so I've got two skeins of um, the boysenberry which is the purple which is really nice it's a four ply British yarn um, Exmoor Blueface alpaca and nylon and so that's going to be a cardigan because I am I am rocking the cardigan at the moment. I'm just obsessed with knitting cardigans. Yeah, same here. Garments, so garments, that one you've got on is beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. So it's my it's my um, Cyrene Adrift by Carol Feller from Stolen Stitches, and I yeah. do love it. And I've got another one on the needles that just needs a bit of sorting out where I was unpicking the cast on to get some of the original cherry yarn to finish the last row in the stripes. So uh, yeah. So then after I met up with Joe. Um, Oh, no, it's me. not Joe's at all, but I obviously she gave me a second wind <laughs> and I was able to then go and buy some more things. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's quite as bad as I think it is. Uh, no, it's that, it's that big, big bag of stuff beginning with an S. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't actually have any intention of buying at Oh, actually, I bought some little tiny mini skeins from um, John at Easy Knits as well. Oh, little yeah, nano skeins. They're, they're actually teeny tiny ones, they're only 10 meters per skein so the little diddly ones um in solid colors right uh yes i uh we sort of started uh, having walked around once and then sat down with exhaustion i then went back out with joe and browsed a lot and i thought about some things from Albert that i like, didn't but what i did do is end up at fiber spates by the scrumptious and the thing with the scrumptious is that when you looking at the scrumptious you could see through the wire frame that she'd hung all the yarn from and you could see right across to the other side where Anne Kingston's display was <laughs> and on Anne Kingston's display was Malorn which is made out of scrumptious and it's from a time to knit which was published last year and it has um, a simple stocking body but then around the yoke there's a contrast colour and then you knit a lace piece in the same colour as the main colour that sits on the top so that it's it looks like a yoked stranded knit but when you get close to it you realize it's actually two layers of fabric um with a, a contrast color shining through behind the lace work so i'm afraid to say that i just went back to Anne's to have a look in stranded knits to work out how many skeins i needed to buy and then back to fiber spates and spent all of next month's housekeeping on the the fiber spates so i've got it so that my main con contrast my main color is going to be this really uh, emerald green really would yeah. you say yeah yeah um, it's a good I think it's a newish green because I don't remember seeing it before it's called Jen's green and then my contrast is um wow uh, yeah it's kind of got a make your eyes bleed fuchsia which I couldn't well it's not even fuchsia is it it's kind of magenta really she yeah. calls it magenta so um which I don't think I could wear a whole garment of but contrasting with this green I'm hoping will work really 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 nicely yeah they go um, well together yeah. Nice wintry. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. thinking. And it gets, our colours get a lot more rich, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and they it makes you all cheery when you're in bright colours. And and actually, I don't think for all that we're laughing, I don't think I have anything else. Um, Are you sure? <laughs> I, I just yeah, I seem to have bought more stuff with you, but I can't no, find no, no, anymore. No, no, oh no. yes, <laughs> well, well done. done. That one. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> well, while we were at Sparkle Duck, we were admiring mm. a fabulous um, sample that was knit up in their silk and sea cell. And it's the, um, I don't know if you pronounce it, I want to pronounce it Rocio because I want to pronounce it with the Italian pronunciation, but since Ruth at Rock and Pearl is Spanish, I'm guessing that's not how you pronounce it. 
Rossio? I don't know. Possibly. I've I, just bought a partner for and I can't pronounce that one either. Uh, it's spelled R-O-C-I-O. Um, and I know that Spanish pronunciation of C isn't the same as Italian. So, um, But it's a gorgeous beaded stole and it's really 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 nice so I bought um, I bought that pattern and it was a bargain and she gives you the, it as a paper pattern with a nice badge mm. but also there's a download code so when you go on Ravelry you can then go and download a PDF of it so even if you lose your paper pattern you've got your PDF all the time yeah. which I thought was a bit star like it is and then we finally ended up at a skein addict if I get the name right this time stash addict stash addict I still I still I think I'm getting her confused with skein queen yeah who is also here she is, she is. we walked past her so there you are a stash addict there you go I get it's all just too much for this bear of little brain and that's when I bought it is the fumes that's when I bought two tiny little mini skeins to go on my unloved sock yarn blanket one of which is a kind of a pale mint green and one of which is a pale blue with a Stellina sparkle in it uh, which were the only mini skeins left in this bowl that weren't purple based um, which is why I ended up rescuing them and making them talk to me sorry <laughs> but it's nearly time for me to go back on the bus to the safe house now <laughs> back with the other inmates <laughs> I hope to so. get a bit more of a look around tomorrow because hopefully I'll get to do more spending more. Yeah, if this is so unlike me. Usually I'm kind of whizzing around, ducking and weaving, bobbing and diving. I was going to say, you your mum have... started doing all the good sales lady stuff. Oh, I know, she'll talk the hind legs of a donkey. Um, so I've kind of, I'm going to leave her tomorrow and go off and try and buy some yarn. If there's anything left. If there's anything left, that is a good point. <laughs> or fibre, but I haven't been spinning much, so we'll see. And what do you think of the overall kind of things? It's new, isn't it, Yarndale? Yeah, this is the first year, and everyone that's been coming to our stand has been saying that parking was chaotic. Mm. But then a friend of ours who didn't get here till about three o'clock got pulled up outside the door because she yeah. came later. So there was a, a marked difference. Like it was about five past one when I went in to go and sit down in the, the sort of the auction arena, and um, and that's when um, Joe came and, and spotted my cardigan um, across a crowded room. <laughs> uh, but when we came back out again, it was I thought it was noticeably calmer. Yes. The first three hours were manic. We were here for just after ten o'clock and it was manic. Um, it was. The ladies' toilets had broken before the public had even got in the doors, so it's uh, it's been yeah. a bit manic. And I, I do know I spoke to a couple of people that said that they'd had problems with disabled parking. I mean we came nice. on a coach so we had yeah. no problem at all. We just sort of parked up and were dropped off and then yeah. the coach has parked up really nearby so it's not too bad at all but um, the, I think there might be some teething issues, but I, yeah. I don't know whether the the organisers or even the auction mark would have necessarily had an idea of how many people would yeah. come out. I didn't think there'd be this many. No, it's, it was a lot. It's been really busy, really, really busy. Because it didn't seem to be like they were ramming the whole thing down your throat on, you know, no. in terms of marketing. No, not and at it all. It was mentioned by a few people, but nothing major. So I think it's just been quite a broad lot. Of people have been talking about it because Baram, you were talking about it, and people on podcasts are talking about it, and then I guess blogs have picked it up. So it's, I think word spread really well. Yeah, and I mean it's it's in such a location that I mean we got here in an hour and a half from Cheshire. Yeah. It, would it be about the same from the northeast? Yeah, we were about an hour and two quarters. So it's probably that location for, you know, if you live in Cumbria, if you live in Northumberland, if you live, you know, sort of lower down in, in the, the northeast, if you live in Cheshire, it's actually within a comfortable driving distance for the yeah. day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's closer than Wolfest for us. 
yeah, yeah that it's for us as significantly well. closer yeah have a lovely day yeah I've had a good day and I've got it all to do again tomorrow yeah I'm just here for the fun (laughs) absolutely well thank you very much for coming and talking because I know I'm very conscious you've got to get on your coach (laughs) I have been told quite quite seriously that it is leaving at half past four and it's leaving at half past four whether everybody's on it or not yeah Yeah. (laughs) it could be a bit tricky if I don't kind of you know scamper and I'm not even sure if I can get home, whether they've cleared up the whole bridge crash issue thing on the East Coast Main Line. No. <laughs> Cars at none Newark, so <laughs> we'll oh see dear. what there. Yes, a bit of a problem, potentially. Adventures, adventures. Absolutely. Yeah. Adventures in yarn. Adventures Definitely. in yarn. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. So, as I said earlier, a big, big thanks to Nick and Amy from... Yarns from the Plain and Knit Spin Cake podcast, respectively, for um, coming and having a bit of a natter with us. It was a lot more raucous, I've got to say, going around the stalls. I know people are do get a little bit overexcited at these things, um, these sorts of events. Um, luckily, Mr. Astash Addict and others just kind of humoured us and are kind of ridiculous, getting all overexcited and giggling and taking the mickey a lot and being generally a bit raucousness at raucous sorry uh whilst we were going around and we had a really lovely time actually the other places that um came to mind or that i saw after nick had gone home on the bus hopefully she made it onto the bus in time uh, and wasn't late because of me <laughs> i think she did otherwise i'm sure we'd have heard about it but <laughs> i don't think she'd have let me get away with that um there were a lot. There were like 161 maybe stalls, I think it was, altogether. So there was a lot of stuff. The thing I thought was really good about this uh, festival over others, perhaps, is the number of really small indie dyers that I didn't know about before and have since seen that you I've literally never even heard of. And I do look into... Um, I have been looking into indie dyes a lot recently in this country to try and find my new kind of, my new pushers, shall we say, uh, locally. And there were still even some that I've still not heard of. So that was really good because sometimes you can go to these shows and if you go to a few around the country, you tend to see the same names over and over again. I think the reason there were so many um, smaller people was because I think the stall prices were a bit lower. And I think that makes for a better experience because that's the kind of thing that I go to these personally I go to these events for is to see the smaller guys and find new stuff that I wouldn't have found otherwise and of course there were some of the big big players there as well uh, they just had more more pig pens than everyone else <laughs> um, so there are a few more that I wanted to mention that weren't mentioned before the first one is Batat hand dyed yarns uh, they are from Ilkley Ilkley Mill Batat I won't sing it for you um, if you don't know it, you're not really missing that much, I guess. Um, but yeah, Bartat hand dyed yarns, beautiful. They were the people I wanted to buy a skein from, and it was a really nice, really rich turquoise kind of tealy shade. But I didn't have enough money to buy it because I'd just spent money on water. Can you believe it? So uh, she was lovely, the lady there. I think I think I'm thinking Sherry a name, but I could just be making that up. Maybe I need a Sherry now. Um, but she was really nice and there were more than there was more than one skin that I did want to rehome, but being aware that I wasn't on my last pennies, not quite so aware of how last pennies I was, obviously. 
Uh, so I'd definitely recommend to check them out. I think they are also stocked by Bar Ramyi from memory. Not 100% sure, but I will link to the Bar Tat um, store uh, in the show notes. The next one is a new one as well um, that I've never seen anywhere called Mo & Co. This is a company that are spinning and dyeing their own mohair yarns from their own flock of Angora sheep. And the lady, the lady that was there I was talking to for quite a while, she was really interesting lady, really nice. And uh, I think she was called Louise. She was lovely. And they, it's something new that they've got into and they've teamed up with a designer whose name escapes me at the moment. But I want to call her Amanda something or other but I will link to them I'll find them and link them in the extensive show notes for this episode of all the places that we went to visit and buy from and they're getting their yarn spun locally and they're dyeing it up and selling it and there's something they've just got into but the yarn looked lovely so what I wanted to do was come home and check uh, what I wanted to make with it first before buying it mohair's got quite a bad reputation um, I think it's this kind of itchy sort of 70s monstrosity but it's actually really nice i've been reintroduced to it through nurturing fibers in south africa so you do a sock yarn called man sock that has a mohair content in it uh for strength along with nylon and merino so i've been kind of newly awakened to mohair and uh, she said a lot of the the fleeces used to be shipped out to south africa because that's one of the main markets but now they want to kind of keep it local and do it themselves so they are very new i think the website is um is not quite ready yet but they're definitely someone to keep your eye out for in the future the next one i've got for you is natural born dyers they are a company that are from again from memory somewhere along hadrian's wall in northumberland uh, somewhere to the west of newcastle anyway and they do plant dye, natural extract dyeing of yarns, and they have some really beautiful stuff, including one called Blue Bottle, which was a really nice kind of bluey, grey colour. Um, so they're definitely worth a look as well. And the last one, I think for the most interesting stall title, um, is called Yarn Garden Yarns. And their stall had green, you know, IKEA green rug on the floor so it wasn't like the concrete like everyone else's it was these these rugs on the floor that were green and all of the yarns were laid out in you know the little propagation trays you get for growing seedlings the green ones they were all laid out in those on the little um you know the mini greenhouses the little four four shelved mini greenhouses without the greenhouse thing around it because that, that might have made the yarn not be able to breathe but yeah they were they were in there and it was just a really interesting way of displaying them and it was actually quite useful because everything was against exactly the same colour and because they were laid out quite neatly and not all piled up like you get in some stores you could actually see and compare nicely what you were getting so I really liked that store, I thought it was really quite good fun the only other thing I had to mention which, which was a brief one because we have to get some, somehow in there you know, either knitted dog sweaters or of some kind of faux taxidermy. But there was on the Toft Alpaca stall a, a faux taxidermy rhino head for sale. I didn't buy it because I think it was about 180 quid. But <laughs> yeah, Nick found it and tweeted me a picture and it was a crocheted rhino head. 
how awesome is that? So yeah, that definitely made the event for me. I've got to say that was that was the high point. Um, I will make my rhino head at some point. I promise. It has only just recently been National Rhino Day in um, or International Rhino Day. So I know a lot of people have been doing things for that, um, including Heidi Bears, who's just released a rhino pattern. I will think I will talk more about her in the next episode, but she's a South African crochet designer and you'll probably have seen a lot of her designs around recently, based around African flower motifs. She did a hippo, um, Happy the Hippo, that's been ridiculously popular and there's been a lot more patterns come off the back of that one, the latest one of which being um, Tandy, Tandy the Rhino, or, or TH Tandy, as in like Tandy Newton. Um, so yeah. Good luck to her on that, because I know she's uh, doing donations from any pattern sales for that too. Uh, stop poaching type um, charity. So yeah, anyway, that is definitely all for this evening. Um, like I say, a bit of a break from the norm and unedited and no pattern pick. I apologise if you're a pattern picker. Uh, there will be definitely one in the next one. Not including any cat manes or anything else, I promise. But I shall let you all go, so hopefully you'll have this for Monday morning. It will cheer you up somewhat if you didn't get to go to Yarndale this time. And if you didn't and it runs next year, I would definitely recommend it. Possibly not on Saturday morning, though, maybe a little bit later. So, yes, all that remains for me to say is happy crafting. Hope you all have a great week and speak to you all again soon. Bye! You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for the podcast can be found at www.shinybees.com.